Hi everyone, this is Arpin Parikh and I'm thrilled to have Fred Ranau, Chief Technology Officer at Rubicon MD, as my podcast guest. We're bringing this short episode to you straight from the Wharton Healthcare Business Conference 2020, where Fred spoke on a digital democratization of healthcare panel. Fred graduated from the University of Arizona in 1999 with a degree in industrial engineering and spent time in big tech before pivoting to consulting for providers. He earned his MBA at the Wharton School where he majored in healthcare management and worked at Intel, McKesson, and Cigna before joining Rubicon MD in September 2019. Briefly, Rubicon MD is an e-consult platform that connects primary care physicians to specialists in order to obtain timely educational opinions for the care of their complex patients. The Rubicon MD platform enables a remote exchange of insights between clinicians that eliminates unnecessary referrals and services, reduces patient wait time and travel burdens, and allows primary care physicians to practice at the top of their licenses. So jumping in from there, Fred, is there anything you'd like to add in terms of what you see as the core business and competency of Rubicon MD? Yeah, I mean, really, I think the interesting thing for us and, and part of why I joined the company is, is, is how do you democratize medical expertise, right? And, and a lot of times what we find it with all sorts of patient populations is they have, they have a hard time accessing, you know, really quality, top-tier academic medical expertise that that maybe at, at where they are, where they're located, their primary care doc could actually take that advice um, and not even need to refer a specialist, not need to refer them. Um, maybe it's something the primary care doc could do something like. So it's just, just really exciting for us to think about how do we leverage technology to drive that interaction and facilitate it um, virtually across the U.S. Absolutely. So thinking about sort of the technology platform and using that as a means of getting expert consoles for patients. One thing that comes to mind for me is thinking about the privacy implications. I'm, I imagine that a company like Rubicon MD sort of processes and, and transmits a huge amount of data, a lot of it potentially confidential, you know, across its pipes, you know, as it completes an expert consult. Um, how do you think about sort of the privacy implications and protecting uh, the confidentiality of all the data that you store and gather? Yeah, so um, first of all, as of last week, we were high trust certified. So if you think of like kind of the right now, probably the gold standard in, in how do you at least prove that you're, you're doing a lot of the things that, that you need to be doing, that's kind of like our vindication of, hey, we're on the right path, mm -hmm. right? But I mean, a, a lot of it is, is really a couple fold. One is, is making sure that, that the environment where the, all the data is stored and how it's transmitted is secured. Um, we run our solution fully in the cloud. It's hosted on Amazon. I think that's where really Amazon has been a great partner for us because okay. there are just so many tools out there that we can leverage, whether it's um, protecting, you know, protecting people from getting in, how do you um, securely, you know, how do you, how to securely store things, mm -hmm. um, how do you mask them? I think that's one side of it. The other side of it, which is interesting for us, is that we, we took the approach of our solution is uh, an information service. And, and we think of it as a primary care doctor wants to ask a question um, but they're not transitioning the duty of care. So one of the other interesting things that we do is we completely redact and remove the patient health information um, from the, that set of questions. And a lot of times it includes things like images. It'll include uh, an EKG or an x-ray or other kind of relevant medical data. And we'll actually both uh, both automatically through, through some kind of sophisticated tools as well as manually kind of redact that data. And then it gets sent to the specialist. And the specialist is really answering it um, blind from 
who the patient's name is, but we obviously have to include some of the relevant facts of like the age and, and sex of the patient, those mm -hmm. sort of things. Interesting. Um, getting to that point actually of being an information service as opposed to a provider of care, I, I wonder if Rubicon MD has thought about maybe a third avenue that kind of sits somewhere in between. You know, given that you've gathered a tremendous amount of data and information on patients and potentially on outcomes, um, is there an opportunity to leverage all the data for like research or quality or therapeutic effective purposes? Yeah, so we actually are starting to put a lot of thought into how can we leverage this, this clinical repository of question relevant patient information, question that's being asked to an answer from usually a very, very top-tiered specialist mm -hmm. who, who not only is, is answering, is pro providing more of an educational value. I mean, it's interesting. We also give um, CME credits, uh, half a CME credit every time um, the, the interaction was actually the primary care doctor learned something more. So, so for us, it's, it's come down to how do we actually leverage, mine that data and leverage it in, in a way that's most meaningful to our users. Mm -hmm. um, I, I personally don't, I'm not sure we'll ever be able to answer the questions through artificial intelligence. And, and maybe one day somehow we'll, we'll get enough questions in there that, hey, that's already been asked. This patient's close enough. Here's your answer. But, but I do think what we're aiming towards is how do we create a content library that to the point when a physician's asking a question to say, hey, here are three very similar questions with um, both education and reference materials around how that was answered. Um, that might just answer your question instantaneously instead of even having to go through a specialist. Yeah. I think the battle we're going to have is primary care doctors already don't have enough time. Yeah. So yeah. Well, while it sounds really great and cool and, hey, we can answer it automatically, yeah. um, is the primary care doctor going to have enough time to read a couple things that should be relevant but, but might not be? Or are they just going to want to wait until they get the actual response to their question? Yeah. On a side note, I think it's amazing that you give uh, CME credits for folks who are learning. Because as a practicing doc, I can tell you that getting CME credits is a huge pain. Um, getting back to your point, though, about primary care doctors actually having the time to you know, utilize the platform, I think one of my areas of uh, research is actually uh, clinician burnout and resilience. And something that you know I've spent some time thinking about is sort of the overburden that doctors face in terms of dealing with all the IT systems in the course of an encounter in the course of the day. Um, can you talk to me a bit about how Rubicon MD has worked to minimize this burden and develop a solution that, if at least not minimizing, at least doesn't add to the clinical burden that uh, clinicians face. All right. Well, I thought you were going to go soft on me, and I was going to answer, hey, we, we provide them medical data so they don't have to stay up to date on everything, and we can answer their questions to help reduce burnout. But even though we do that, I think that the answer to your question is is a more challenging one. And, and I would say something that, that um, we're still figuring out the right model. I mean, I think historically, what we found actually is the adoption of our tool, whether we were integrated with an electronic medical record or not, really didn't change. And, and the, the amount of adoption historically didn't change. I, my personal bias on that is it's because that EHRs to start with, and, and I'll probably get in trouble for this, have such bad workflows for doctors that just sticking some random button three clicks down into a tool doesn't really help drive it into the clinician's workflow. Right. So, um, you know, I, I do, I'm hoping, uh, really, and, and some of our more innovative partners are, are trying to work with us to say, 
how can we actually create a more seamless experience for a doc? Mm -hmm. um, how can we do this in their in the middle of their workflow? And one of the interesting like and it's really interesting because some of our more progressive uh, organizations have said we want to make it as easy to do an e-consult as it is to do a referral because mm -hmm. we know at the end of the day if we send a referral um, patients get you're going to have patient wait days the costs are going to be increased and we might have been able to answer that question if the doctor would spend a little bit more time so as I think about technology I mean I you know I could talk of hey we're trying to build smart on fire apps we're trying to integrate those with the HRs we're trying to have our own published set of APIs I mean there's lots of things we're starting to do to tackle it yeah. um i i don't know if i'd be saying that i'm confident those are going to work yet right I, I think it's going to make it easier for us to be more in the workflow of a doc but but some days I, I wake up and i really wonder are we just better off building a better app and and having the doctor just go ask those questions and use our app yeah. instead of spending all this time energy and effort to integrate into the different ehrs that are changing yeah i think that's it very valid point. I wouldn't argue with you at all on EHRs being clunky and difficult to use. Um, pivoting a little bit to the patient perspective, so during the panel, uh, Joe Lim from Babylon talked about um, Babylon having this sort of digital front door into their primary care ecosystem. Um, do you foresee a world in which Rubicon MD opens a digital front door for patients to directly access some of the referral services so they can, you know, easily access a dermatologist without necessarily even having to go to the primary care doctor, making it even more accessible and easy? Or do you really see Rubicon MD as a primary care driven type of product, more B2B as opposed to B2C? Yeah, so that's, that's a really interesting question. What what I think, and and we have talked to different people who, who have started to build solutions of, hey, how can you as a patient go text with your doctor, right? And, and how can you have more of a in technology terms, a Slack-like experience of, mm -hmm. of working with your doc. Um, I, I do think for us, right, it, it's that would be a perfect place to kind of insert ourselves into that conversation between the patient and the doctor. And, and we actually are looking at that. I think where, where we have to be cautious of is when we have really, really smart specialists that are on our platform, we can't be asking them you know, you almost need curated questions. So I think the balance for us is finding it of like, even even in that model, we still might want the doctor asking the question because, mm -hmm. you know, we, we want to have the right things being asked. Um, with that said, I, I think there are a lot of situations where it, it could be very interesting for the patient to actually see, hey, here's my provider going beyond their normal call of duty to pull extra information here that's medically relevant to me and helping save me hours of waiting for specialists, helping me save me additional, potentially additional procedures or additional referrals. So I think there's a future for it. I, yeah. And I think it, it might be coming to us sooner than later. I just, I don't know if it'll ever be the patient actually asking the question. Sure, yeah, I think that's reasonable. A lot of times um, not knowing the right question to ask, I think, is as important as not um, having the medical knowledge to answer the question in the first place. Um, I think my last question, and then we can um, end it here, is we talked a bit about behavioral health being maybe challenging in some ways, um, but also quite um, in demand when it comes to folks asking for e-consoles. Leaving behavioral health aside, what are some of the other medical specialties that you are um, hearing from your primary care doctors as being the ones where they really want um, more access to Rubicon MD specialists and that you're trying to act actively kind of recruit and bring onto the platform as, as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's 
It's an interesting one because I don't I don't think I can answer what you've asked because right now we cover over 120 different specialties sure. in literally I don't think there's truly a medical question that we can't route to someone within our network and answer. Okay. Um, now that being said, uh, where, where we have started to think about it are other other services and and, and we've always thought of ourselves as as a tool to help enable better primary care and, and really we're working on behalf of the primary care clinician, right? Mm -hmm. So as we've started to think about it is, where are some of the other pain points just, just from a primary care doc to do their job of how do they treat their patients? And, and, I, and I think we're definitely exploring some of those things. I mean, I'll give you one example is with prior authorization, probably like one of the things that doctors don't ever want to touch ever, right? But, yes, but can, we look at, look, can we look at better ways to help automate that process through here's Here's instead of you know a, a, a utilization management um, person denying a claim because some general practitioner that probably didn't have an expertise in that area thinking it might be not might not be medically appropriate, but can we leverage our tools to say, hey, here's a specialist expert opinion on why this is appropriate or not, and now we don't even have to necessarily have a doc-to-doc -doc conversation. We can save that time. Mm -hmm. um, I think another area where, where we're also interested too is in the pharmacy space. So. Um, a lot of time docs don't have just the amount of knowledge and, and maybe even if they have the knowledge, they don't have the time as a general practitioner to go look through an entire history of, of patients' medications, right? And, and go through doing that medication reconciliation and, and yeah. understanding what some of the options are. So I think we're thinking of different ways to connect, but it's, it's always in the guise of, of how do we enable better primary care and, yeah. and how do we help drive better decision-making and better value to that primary care doctor. And, yeah. and that's how we're thinking about it today. It's really interesting, almost like becoming the, like a full stack tech kind of assisting platform for primary care. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's almost, that's how we're thinking about it. And Very interesting. Well, thanks again for uh, spending some time with us. We really appreciate it. Um, best of luck. All right, thank you. I appreciate it as well.